Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Andrew Lawton here in for Roy on The Roy Green Show. Antifa and apologists for Antifa say that violence is justified because it's for a greater aim, and that is to dismantle or to tear down fascism and a nation or people or groups that are drifting towards essentially the Fourth Reich. And I don't buy it when the definition for what a fascist is is one that's so broad it includes celebrity speakers on campuses who you might find objectionable, but are not actually calling for a return of Hitler-esque policies. And we had Mark Bray, the author of the book Antifa, the anti-fascist handbook, on a few moments ago saying basically someone like an Ann Coulter is actually worthy of no platforming, denying a right. It's preemptive self-defense. 1-800-263-2428 is the number. 1-800-263-2428. We'll go to Sean here. Hey, Sean, you're on the Roy Green Show. Hi, Mr. Lawton. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, so violence is never justified. This group seems to be declaring war if they're saying that, and they should be treated accordingly by our governments uh, because we are a peaceful nation and we don't want things like that happening. With that said, Ms. Coulter, the last time she was in London, stated openly that we should go into every Arab nation and either kill or convert every Muslim there. That is that is just not true. Uh, she said that like, you can you can you can Google it. The line is: that, we must invade their countries, kill their leaders, and convert them to Christianity. That's different okay. than killing every Muslim. Okay, kill their leaders. She's still condoning violence, and she should not have been allowed. Well, she's to condoning military speak. action. That's different than a call to violence. It's a call to violence, sir. Um, you can color it however you want. Miss Coulter does. She always uh, throws oil on the fire. She's known for that. She shouldn't be allowed in the country. Just like uh, George Galloway was stopped from coming in the country because uh, Mr. Harper's politics didn't agree with him. But again, I thought that was the wrong decision, but that's a great example. Here we have a speaker on the left and a speaker on the right who you say are not deserving of entering Canada. And I would agree with the point that Canada doesn't have an obligation to let any non-Canadian into the country. But that's secondary here. How does anyone benefit by someone being told they can't express that view? Well, as soon as you start to say uh, kill uh, X person or kill Y person, you've crossed a line, right? And you're instigating people who may have mental health issues, who may go out and act on that. You're, you're, you're instigating people who feel very emotionally attached to a position. Uh, in this case, uh, you know, I'll just generalize and say skinheads, right? So these guys are gathering and they're gather- a woman was killed last week in the U.S. because they were allowed to gather. Right. This is getting very serious. And when people, you know, you call them celebrities, I just say that they're, you know, they're um, uh, playing the race card uh, or whatever. They're just, I wouldn't say celebrity status to them. They're not really academics in any way either. So I can't ascribe that to them. But they are uh, flaring people's emotions. And that's dangerous because it leads to things like people getting run over and killed. Yeah, but I don't think you can draw the line that you're drawing there from Ann Coulter giving a speech or a Milo Yiannopoulos giving a speech to some skinhead driving his car over a protester. 
That violence predates any of these people, and it's not even ideologically connected. One's a Nazi. One is a fierce critic of Nazism. We'll go next to Greg on the phones here. Greg, you're on the Roy Green Show. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Hey, I've been following protests for a long time, and in particular I've been following Toronto's uh, anti-fascist protests from when they started with the Jordan Peterson protests at the University of Toronto to what's been happening over this fall and and the uh, winter of people having monthly near-riots in front of City Hall. And and there's a number of things I've recognized that's happening here. The first is the people in the anti-far side being the masks are the exact same people we saw at the G20 the exact same people we saw at Occupy, the exact same people we saw at Idle No More and Black Lives Matter. Now, do you mean the same type of people or actually the same people, the same humans? No, it's the same humans. I'll give you one example. Is, is there's a, the first man who was arrested in the G20 in 2010 uh, for, for getting too close to the fence was the leader of Occupy Vancouver, was a background, uh, sorry, not Toronto, was a background organizer of an Idle No More, was at all the Black Lives Matter protests with the leaders, and I have video of him kicking down a quote-unquote fascist in front of City Hall and kicking him into the, while he was laying on the ground in, in a fetal position. These are the same people in many cases. They have, you know, new people join, old people leave, but it's the same group of people. And that's, I think, something that people need to understand as well here. If you're dealing with the same people, you can't say that this is some organic resistance movement. It's people that are really part of the permanent resistance of whatever is the oppressor or the enemy of the day. Now, what do you got? Uh, the other thing I would point out and say that's important about this is that <clears throat> there's, um, the results that they're having, that they say they're trying to stop fascists. Now, I, I will say on the ground at some of these protests, there have been people who may identify as Nazis and are bad people equally as there are people on the other side who are, are hardcore racists. But the results has been starting with a very small group of far-right protesters in front of City Hall. And then it grew as soon as the anti-fascists show up. They have more energy. Then it grew. Then it grew. If you look at the story of Jordan Peterson, it's a good argument to be made that Jordan Peterson wouldn't be as famous as he is today if it wasn't for the anti-fascists who showed up and tried to shut down all his events. Oh, yeah. Even on the level of, of weather, like for, I get what's the word I'm looking for, even on the pragmatic side of things, it doesn't work, even if you think it's morally right to silence people, because they always emerge on the other side with a bigger audience. Yeah, the end result isn't changing anything. I lived in East Europe when the wall fell, and I, and I followed what was happening with other revolutions, with the, the Czechs and the Slovaks. They sat down and had beer together. The Romanians, they took Ceausescu up and they shot him on live TV, or they hung him, I forget which one it was. Look at which country's doing better today. <laughs> Romania is still a mess and in horrors, and they're still feeling the violence of the past. Jack and Slovak are drinking beer together and enjoying life. Well, I appreciate the call very much, Greg. And I think what's interesting when we look at those who have emerged from Eastern Europe, and Mark Bray leaves Eastern Europe out of his book, and I think there's a reason for that. Those who have emerged from there, they value freedom so much more than these uh, phony fly-by-night anti-fascists ever will. When we come back, a look at what's ahead in Hour 2 of today's Roy Green Show. I'm Andrew Lawton. This is the Chorus Radio Network.